the Sports on Point Weekly Rewind, a week in review with Matt Smith and Bob Williams. Let's back it up. Now we're going to go on to this week in sports. This is a section where we cover the top shared stories of the internet from every day of the past week, and our hosts give a short comment on each of the days. Starting off with Wednesday, Corey Lucius suspended from Michigan State Spartans for conduct detrimental to team. Bob? Uh, this just seems to be another straw that's fallen uh, off off the, the wagon up here for uh, Tommy Zoo in East Lansing. Uh, Corey Lucius, definitely one of their key players, uh, has run into the law previously. Unfortunately, this is, isn't an illegal matter. It's just him doing stupid stuff that Izzo doesn't like. So he's out for the year. Tough loss for the Spartans. Yeah, I think the most unfortunate part about this that I saw was that uh, Corey Lucius, of course, much like every other athlete in America at, at this current time, has his own Twitter account. And, uh, you know, after he got kicked off the team, his reaction, the only thing that he could be moved to say on his Twitter account is, man, did I really mess up this time? Off to the gym I go. Yeah, it doesn't exactly sound like a kid who's too remorseful about what he's done. And I, I kind of got to wonder about uh, Tom Izzo and his reputation. He's always kind of been known as a coach to recruit a lot of character players. And he's now kicked two guys off of his team this year. And uh, obviously the guys on the court aren't playing quite up to their potential either. So uh, I'm kind of wondering if this is doing anything to his reputation. Also on Wednesday, Packers leave injured players out of team photo. This from CBSSports.com. Matt. Yeah, I think this is a pretty big gaffe by the Packers. The last thing you want to do heading into the Super Bowl is provide your team with additional distractions. Lord knows there's enough distractions with the media day and all the other crazy shenanigans that are happening this week. But um, distraction is pretty much exactly what the Packers got when the decision was made. The injured Packers, you know, were saying things on Twitter and, and taking offense to the decision, which of course led Aaron Rodgers to question those players rehabilitation practices and the fact that they rehabilitated elsewhere and that led the team to, of course, backing off of their original decision, which is all more distraction. So I guess we'll find out on Sunday if any of it really matters. Yeah, definitely something that doesn't really want to get brought up here, uh, and especially with it both being Finley and Barnett, who are veterans. They're not young guys who, you know, hey, hey pompous in the air. But it looks like it's more of a timing issue than anything with them arriving late and the team photo media day being before that unfortunate yes uh hopefully this doesn't play into any distraction like you were saying kind of the opposite of a few years ago when the patriots were introduced as the team right this is basically saying eh, these guys are hurt they're not on our team <laughs> yeah yeah Gotta, gotta really wonder what was going through the minds of the person who made that decision. On Thursday, Memphis Grizzlies' O.J. Mayo gets 10-game drug suspension. Bob? Uh, I, I, it's not funny that, that he got this actual suspension. The funniest thing about, about this is the fact that he uh, tweeted or commented about how he supposedly got the DHEA through buying a convenience store energy drink. I, I I buy a lot of energy drinks. I don't know what the heck he's drinking to, to even come up with. This is just preposterous. Yeah, I happened to, happened to look it up. Red Bull, 5-Hour Energy, Amp, Rockstar, Monster, and Full Throttle, um, all, of course, being the top five energy drinks. Not a single 
not a single milligram of DHEA in any one of those beverages. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm kind of wondering what gas station is he going? What products is he buying? Because if he's reaching for that bottom shelf in the local Yokel brand, then he, he deserves everything he got. Also on Thursday, New York Jets' Antonio Cromartie won't back off critical union talk. Yeah. Well, I have to say, for once, Antonio Cromartie kind of said something that was really somewhat intelligent and worth listening to. He, 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 he promptly backed that up, of course, with the usual Cromartie speak. But, yeah, you know, his original comments were, you know, bringing up the loss of health insurance and how it could impact injured players as well as, uh, jobs that could be lost if there is in fact a lockout this season and he sounded you know pretty compassionate about the whole situation that was of course until Matt Hasselback said something to him on Twitter and he responded that he will smash his face yeah it's very interesting seeing a player actually think about big picture not just them getting their money uh it's cool that he brought up all the people that are involved with the organizations uh you see ray lewis and darnell dockett sort of uh, dogging on cromartie but at this point he's right they do need to step up both sides and and start talking i know the super bowl is a week away but this is something they should be pounding to the ground on Friday, Steelers Troy Palomalo and Bryant McFadden return to practice. Mr. Williams? Well, this is good for Steelers fans and, and the Steelers in general to get uh, their secondary uh, back in, into the swing of things and, and make sure that they're, they're ready to go uh, come Super Bowl Sunday. So this is good for Steelers. Maybe not so good for the Packers. Well, you know, sure, Palomalo and McFadden are look like they're going to be back and playing healthily in the game and that's that's good for them but I kind of wonder you know where's the story about uh, Marquise Pouncey um, we, we all know that Palomalu has an incredible impact on the defense but I think it's important that nobody ever underestimate the impact a good veteran center has especially when you're playing it's a team like Green Bay who who likes to run a lot of different looks and a lot of different blitzes much like the Steelers themselves you, you just got a rookie a veteran yeah, well, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, he's definitely been a big key of their offensive line this year. He's been playing I like a veteran. established, not veteran, because he's, he's played very well this year. True that, dog. Also on Friday, Carolina Hurricanes goalie Cam Ward goes number one in NHL All-Star Draft. Maybe we really shouldn't be too surprised by this because Eric Stahl is a teammate of Cam Ward's and he had the first overall pick, so I guess it kind of makes sense. But, you know, when the number two pick is the leading goal scorer on the NHL and the number three pick is Alex Ovechkin, and, and uh, those are those are coming after this, this goalie that you're picking in an all-star game that ended up with an 11-score tally or, or actually 21-score tally between the two teams. Um, I think a, a little bit of a error in decision-making if you're picking a goalie first in an all-star matchup. But uh, I will say, as a side note, I absolutely love the draft format of the NHL all-star game, and I really wish the NBA would adopt it. Yeah, it, I, I wouldn't be against uh, the draft style at all it's something cool brings a little new flavor into the game but i agree with you it's kind of an absurd uh idea to draft a goalie that's like our fantasy footballers who tend to go with a uh, tight end or a defense 
in like the first or second round, just picking them way too high and, and not getting a productive player on offense or, or uh, a running back where that's where the, the main points or the main gist of the, the entire game is going to be is it's, it's an offensive game. You need offensive players. I think that's a jab towards me. I think I picked my defense like fourth round, but I also lost rather handily in our uh, fantasy football. You didn't take the Browns defense in the fourth round, did you? No, no. Okay. I, I knew I, there was I knew there was some home shopping network going on, but I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was that bad. On Saturday, Albert Pujols will veto any trade proposal from the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, this is this is kind of interesting, just in the fact that. When we think of St. Louis, we think of a mid-market team. But here you go, you have one of the, the superstars of, of, of his generation of this sport saying, hey, I like it here in St. Louis, and this is where I want to be. You know, that, that's, that's awesome for me. I, I'm, I will say it again, I'll always say it, that I'm, I'm great when these, these stars want to stay in these mid-market teams and help them out. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny. You look at this and you, you see the positive side of it. And I, I've kind of looked at this and I see this as I see this as hardball because uh, Pujols is really looking for a 10-year, $275 million contract, which is a contract that the Cardinals really can't afford to pay out. But really, they don't have any other option because the, the, what they can't afford more than not paying out that is, you know, they, they can't afford to let him walk away. And being that a trade is the only other option, he's kind of really forced the Cardinals' hand into giving him the money that he's asking for. So I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but uh, I think uh, I think Pujols, while he's uh, while he's playing the sentimental card a little bit, he's he's playing the power move uh, a little bit as well. But the one thing with baseball, you it, it, he's a Type A free agent. If he did bolt, they would did get two compensatory picks in, in the draft. I, I know that's a few years off, so they technically wouldn't lose him for nothing. But it wouldn't be as great as of a package that they could get for trading him. Absolutely. I think Pujols just likes the position of power. I mean, with an old man's name like Albert and a last name like Pujol. He had to get made fun of as a kid. Also on Saturday, Los Angeles Lakers' Kobe Bryant passes Hakeem Olajuwon for eighth on NBA all-time scoring list. Matt? Yeah, this is a this is a pretty big milestone for Kobe Bryant. I do think that the, the all-time scoring list in, in the NBA is a little bit of a... a a, a jaded number, so to speak. I mean, yeah, he passed the Kim Elijah one, but let's not let's not pretend that anybody thought that Akeem Elijah one was a better scorer than Kobe Bryant. I mean, after all, he passed him in 200 games less than it took Elijah one. But um, I think when you look at the top of the list and you see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Karl Malone, Michael Jordan, and Wilt Chamberlain, he's already played more games than two of those guys. And um, well. I just, I just don't really see him moving up too much. So I guess congratulations to Kobe for getting eighth place. And, you know, hey, keep it up and you'll end up fifth on the list. Yeah, the fun thing about all those guys you mentioned outside of Olajuwon is those were the players of their generation, just like Kobe is our generation of a player right now. And, yeah, it's a good thing that he, he did pass Olajuwon. He, you know, he did start playing at the age of 18 you know, straight, straight jumping from the uh, high school ranks. So it, it's just a matter, almost a matter of time before he does pass up some other people. And I guess it just comes down to the longevity of his career. And could he be one of those people who stay until they're 38, 39, even 40? 
and still play at a, a top level or, or be a complimentary piece in a championship run. On Sunday, Philadelphia Eagles to tag Michael Vick. Listen to Kevin Kalboffers. Uh, this is definitely a smart move. Uh, good use of the franchise tag. Keep keep a quarterback who this year definitely proved his worth and, and trade a, possibly a, a younger guy who can get you some components to, to rework your team and, and kind of make a, another run for the NFC Championship or the actual Super Bowl again up there in uh, Philadelphia or over there in Philadelphia. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a no-brainer putting the fan- franchise tag on Vic. That that's really, I think, what that franchise tag was designed to do was was to keep these guys around. And uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it earlier in the podcast, and 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 uh, I shouldn't say earlier in this podcast, but on a previous editions of the podcast, where when you put when you install Michael Vick as your quarterback, your offense kind of develops around him into his style of play and his style of offense. And while I think it's been significantly less, um, that, that effect has been less this year than it has been in all of his years in Atlanta. Um, I think keeping him around as your starting quarterback is the best move going forward because the offense has definitely settled in around Michael Vick. And Hey, why not see what you can get out of Kevin Cobb? I like corn on the cob. Also on Sunday, Kevin Durant calls out Chris Bosch as one of the fake tough guys, Matt? Well, it's definitely, definitely not surprising to hear somebody calling out Chris Bosh. I mean, for crying out loud, we've called him out on the show uh, on a couple of occasions before. And, and after all, as Shaq once said, he is the RuPaul of big man. But uh, what's surprising here is that the comments came from Mr. Congeniality himself, Kevin Durant. It's kind of uh, I don't know, refreshing to see that uh, Kevin has a little bit of a fighter in him. But uh, the thing I thought was kind of funny was afterwards, um, you know, they had a little had a little uh, tiff on the court, so to speak. And according to Chris Bosch's argument it, or, or explanation of the situation, it really sounded like some like grade school, yeah, huh, no, uh, type argument. So I, I, the chip on the shoulder is good. I hope it was something a little bit worth more fighting over than that. Yeah, Matt, I, d- I definitely agree. It seems like it, it, it's more of a high school playground, John. It, but nowadays, you, you see that everywhere in the NBA, and and it's not surprising that it's Chris Bosh being called out for his his toughness or lack thereof. But I agree that the surprising thing is that it's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is is more of a laid back. I'm going to show you by my play, not my words, and. You know, when you have guys like Kevin Durant calling you out, you need to do something to change that uh, mindset or you're just going to keep getting it over and over and over. On Monday, Urban Meyer joining ESPN as college football analyst. Bob? Yeah, this really isn't a surprise, I guess. Uh, Usually ESPN goes after coaches as soon as they uh, retire slash get axed just to uh, get some more insight into the game uh, because it's constantly changing. You know, even Ron Jaworski, as much as he knows about football, it's changed a little bit since he's played and he's been involved with it. So this is this is good, uh, a fresh face in the booth with uh, Urban Meyer. Yeah, Urban Meyer joining a long list of coaches that are going to ESPN. I, I think ESPN 
analyst has got to be about the cushiest job in America. I don't I don't think they have quite the research requirements that the journalists at ESPN have. So they kind of just show up on Saturday and give their peace of mind and, uh, you know, make a conscious effort to know what they're talking about, uh, about every team and, and so on. But uh, I think this is a good move for Urban Meyer if he really is looking to spend a lot more time with his family. But uh, I'm starting to wonder about ESPN. I, I think they're getting to the point where they have more quote unquote expert analysis than they do actual journalists. Also on Monday, Iowa Hawkeyes players can't return until blood tests are normal. Matt? Yeah, of course this was this was a story that broke last week when thirteen of the Iowa Hawkeyes football players were hospitalized with oh, I'm gonna try this rhabdomyolysis. Um, it sounds good enough anyways. It's a condition caused by muscle stress, so there's obviously going to be a lot of questions coming from the University of Iowa and also from the NCAA, I would assume, as to what exactly was going on in these workout sessions. And uh, with the other things that have gone on in this offseason, Kirk Ferentz probably is feeling a little bit of pressure out there in Iowa. Yeah, that's definitely strange considering the fact that Kirk Ferentz, you know, has made Iowa into... Or, or kept them respectable after Hayden Fry left. Uh, I, I, I don't know what will come of this, but you, you can definitely guarantee that the NCAA will be looking into this. On Tuesday, Magic Johnson. Los Angeles Lakers may need deal to bring new life. This from ESPN LA, Bob. And not only Magic Johnson, even Mitch Kupchak is out there talking about how they're looking on the trade wire to see what type of players they can get and sort of rejuvenate their older line. You know, when you think about it, to go along with Kobe Bryant, you have Derek Fisher, Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, Matt Barnes, even Ron Ron out there. That that these these guys are getting up there in age that, that they might not have the same spark that they, they need off the bench to sort of help them come playoff time. What I want to know is what happened to all the talk in the preseason when the Lakers were so mad because of all the hype and everything surrounding the Miami Heat and how that was really going to motivate them this year. It, it, it faded away, just kind of like all emotion does in the NBA regular season. And I think this statement right here by Magic Johnson actually points directly to what I consider to be one of the major underlying problems that we have with the NBA right now. And that's nobody, including the players, really care that much about the regular season when you've got teams like L.A. and Boston who can coast through the regular season and, you know, just kind of tear it up in the playoffs like they did last year. Um, yeah, I think I think this is a problem. And I think the only thing that's going to really get the Lakers playing at full potential is when the end of the season rolls around and it starts to mean something. And finally, rounding the week off on Tuesday, Tom Brady of New England Patriots named AP Offensive Player of the Year. Not offensive but offensive well he is from michigan so it might be a little offensive it's a it's offensive to me <laughs> yeah i don't think this is a really big surprise to anybody of course he was the leading vote getter from the afc going into the pro bowl and um yeah i think i think when you looked at what was unfolding it was kind of hard to really pick anybody else winning the rookie of the or uh, sorry offensive player of the year other than maybe michael vick and uh unanimous 
all American or I'm sorry unanimous all pro team inductee and uh, I think we're just a couple of days from from what is the sweep for Tom Brady probably win the MVP in a couple days here yeah the only other name like you said that you can really throw out there was Michael Vick Uh, and unfortunately for him that he didn't play all year due to injuries and whatnot usually you have a running back in the you know in the mention here and and there's not really anyone who who really stands out this year which is which is kind of sad but tom brady can can you really vote against him the way he's played this year uh with the different wide receivers he's had with with the fact that it's been running back by a committee for the past three years up in in new england so this guy no matter who you give him he will go out there and get it done for you Well, this has been This Week in Sports. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please send us your suggestions on how we can improve the show and comments to feedback at sportsonpoint.com. You can also call the show at 646-39-POINT. That's 646-39-POINT. Matt, why don't you give them a rundown of what they're going to expect on this week's Sports on Point podcast. Yeah, guys, make sure you tune in. We're going to be talking a lot about the Texas TV network and how they are going to be showing high school sports. Uh, of course, got to squeeze in the obligatory Super Bowl preview, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Jeff Fisher's surprising and very sudden departure from the Tennessee Titans. And we'll talk about how Carrie Fisher is really fat and she's doing Weight Watchers now. Just like you and me. Are we really going to talk about that? Gosh. No. We're lacking news. Yeah. <laughs>